it's going to be a wild ride. So buckle yourselves in. Welcome to Sramash, the angelic NFL podcast. My name is Cameron Hobbs, and I sheltered abandoned puppies. Joining me is Gordon McGinnis, who loves anything to do with unicorns, and Charles Patterson, a regular donator to charities in sizable amounts, and Ian Stephen, who's not allowed to say anything due to legal reasons. Good morning. <laughs> By the way, it's really, it's, are we legally allowed to be recording uh, the Sipping Point podcast before 10 o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> it's nine twenty-seven. Are we going to not... get, get a, a letter in the post from <laughs> the local constabulary? This is not the sipping point. Um, well, I'm not letting most of you absolute loose cannons anywhere near it. I'm trying to build a respectable as you, audience. Like as long as you order it. a meal while you're hosting your podcast, then the police won't turn up and chuck you off the bus. You'll be fine. Yes. Yes, right. So we're off to a flyer. Uh, this is meant to be the sensible one because we did record something last night and it was a bit of a shambles. So Whose fault was that? Because I wasn't I, there. Uh, so you can't take any of the blame. I'll Damn right, honest, I can't. Charles. Uh, no, I got a really so- nice WhatsApp message from someone going, oh, what did Charles say this time? I'm like, I wasn't even fucking there. <laughs> Here, here's, here's the thing. This one's going to be nice and civilised. Yeah. And the only replacement in personnel is swapping out Paul for you. Yeah. So if this is nice and civilised, it was all Paul's fault. It hasn't started necessarily in that way, but let's bring her back on track because we are... Cameron, at- Cameron, Cameron, I'm really worried. Why are you worried? Because Paul says he can't be here because he's writing thought for the day. And after what he said last night, what on earth is he thinking of? What is he <laughs> going to put out on Radio Scotland? Um, I think it's worth tuning into just to see. Personally, listen into it because it could be an absolute shambles. Might so, be his um, last ever thought for the day, judging by how, how bad long, the podcast went last night. How long does thought for the day last that he has to spend all of today writing it and couldn't make time to record an it, NFL? Well, oh, it, it takes him a long time to set up chat GPT and to enter the prompt. <laughs> I actually think he's just building himself up to actually thinking about something. Um, the thought process for him is obviously a lengthy one. We are on the precipice of the NFL season our evenings and weekends shall for the rest of the year be taken up by American football. And tell your morning, friends and early mornings. Early mornings. Tell your friends, your partners, your other halves, your children. You'll see them in February because until then it's NFL from here on out. Up, we have... update, update your WhatsApp header to say, don't tell me the score. I'm watching it later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, let the zone complaining commence. As we kick things off with the Chiefs-Lions, um, an exciting game that's made slightly more exciting by the fact that Travis Kelsey might not be playing. Um, first significant injury of the season in the season period. I know we've had some in the preseason. But, um, uh, Gordon, you talked about this before. You said that the, the, the spread was a single touchdown before the game. Uh, do you think that the Chiefs will still win by more than a single touchdown if Travis Kelsey isn't playing. I'm a little more concerned. So the combination of being without Kelsey and Chris Jones Mm. are things that I don't necessarily uh, think are inconsequential. I I still think think the Chiefs win. I'd still say that I think they win by more than a touchdown. 
this feels like a big Marquez Valdez Scantling game or a big Sky Moore game where they go. I think what's a big Marquez Valdez Scantling game? He's never had one. I think Sky Moore though. Yes, yeah, Sky Moore could be. So MVS is a one trick pony, unfortunately. Well, but they've so the, I actually think the Chiefs have like a lot of good role players and mm. like a lot of the stuff I saw yesterday was. You know, how's Patrick Mahomes going to be without Travis Kelsey? The Chiefs have ignored the wide receiver position, blah, 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 blah. It's not really true. Um, they, they drafted Skymoor in the second round last year. They drafted Rasheed Rice in the second round this year. Um, Justin Ross was a, a, a big name out of Clemson who fell in the draft due to injury issues that they picked up as an undrafted free agent. So they actually have three players who, over the past year, were being over the past couple of years, sorry, were being mocked in first and second round of mock drafts. So they have they have brought in young talented receivers. Now that's not none of them are the same as Travis Kelsey. And you know the impact that Travis Kelsey can have is huge. You only need to look back at that game against the the Bills in the playoffs. But I do still think they have enough talent around there to to be too much for the Lions. I, th- I think you're reading reading too much into it. I, I think if you if you look at like the '91 Chicago Bulls, with Michael Jordan and his heyday, it didn't matter who the other four players were playing. He was that good, and it's the same with Holmes. So when it comes to prime time, and there's also the Chiefs in big games, Andy Reid in big games, it, the Chiefs are just they're going to win. Um, and they're at Arrow, they're at Arrowhead. Yeah, and yeah, there's no way you can see the Lions going in on paper and and kind of causing. A shot. I, I, they're not good enough. We've already talked on this podcast about um, Jared Goff and his limitations. And, and I mean, he had an excellent season last year. But if we're if you truly believe that Jared Goff is a great quarterback, which I don't think many people do, then okay, they've got a chance. But uh, the the Lions aren't going to score thirty points in this game. And I think you could see the Chiefs scoring thirty points even without Travis Kelsey. What's the driver, a decent running game as well. So, what's the driver behind the Lions not scoring thirty points? Do you think that is because the Lions' offense isn't going to be up there, or do you think the Kansas City D without Chris Jones is still strong enough that they're just not going to get going in a noisy arrow? I, I think it's a combination of both. Um, there, Jared Goff has got in Amara St. Brown. He's got an absolutely fabulous possession receiver, a terrific player. Uh, he may well have an excellent tight end in Sam Laporta, but nobody's seen him yet. They've just drafted Jameer Gibbs. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. But it's all unproven for me. It's all unproven. They didn't reach the playoffs last year. They haven't They haven't done anything as a team in the NFL in decades. They are unproven. Now, they're a sexy pick to win the NFC North, um, but that's it's based so- on last year. Charles, we're, t- we're, 20, we're 20 years away from it being centuries that the Lions haven't done anything. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm giving them a little bit of credit here. You're talking about the Chiefs who are one of the best teams of the last 50 years, you know, in terms of as a franchise, in terms of consistency. And then there's a, yeah, Chris Jones not being there, it's a blow. They find ways to win. Travis Kelsey not being there, it's definitely going to hinder the passing game. There's no doubt about it. But I think what they'll do is they'll just run it straight up the middle with Pacheco. And Mahomes is Mahomes. It's, it's, it's a 10-point game anyway. I thought it was 20 points, to be honest. If if the Lions have a chance in this game, I think it comes through their offensive line being very good. Hmm. Like, might be... I think it's definitely top five. It might be better than top five. And the Chiefs being without Chris Jones. And... 
<laughs> so the only thing that gives me a little pause is the combination of Kelsey and Chris Jones both missing the game. You do see you've got little little paws. That's so I cute. Thought... He's like a little kitten. I've got little paws. Aww. Look, <laughs> my small hands are well established. <laughs> um, the thing that gives me a little concern is the combination of Jones and Kelsey being out because the one thing that has stopped the Chiefs from being able to win regardless with Mahomes was when they just lost too much. And that was in the Super Bowl against the Bucks. Now, different situation. Mm. I don't think the Lions are as good as that Bucks team. But I went into that game thinking, it doesn't really matter that they've lost so much in the offensive line. Mahomes is going to be Mahomes, and they're still going to win. And they'd lost enough that it was it was a deciding factor in that. So if the, if the pass catchers around Mahomes are bad, and I don't think they will be, but there's enough uncertainty there. And if they cannot generate any pass rush because they don't have Chris Jones, the combination of those two things then makes starts it, to makes bring it competitive. Like, yeah, it, it starts to bring it into oh, you know, a lucky bounce here and and the Lions win the game. Beyond the opener, then uh, we get into the week one action. Red zone returns. Scott Hansen, lovely to see you when you come into my living room on um, at six o'clock on Sunday, but. There's some really good games uh, uh-huh. every part of this over the weekend. Browns Bengals. Sorry, sorry, I'm going to have to interject. I just had a random idea and I had it at the weekend. There's no, I know there's no college football on being shown in the UK, which is frustrating. But why don't they do a red zone for college football? That would be pretty good because there's tons of college games spread across all the networks. I would watch that. that that's, if they prob- did a... that's probably. Oh no, I would say that. That's probably why because there's so many. But networks, then it's the NFL. But... Yeah, yeah, the NFL do it with, yeah. I I think you need to get on to Scott Hansen or somebody else and say you should do a college red zone. I'd watch it. That means it's two, that would it. be two days in a row. He's not allowed to pee for nine hours. Oh, <laughs> it's serious problem. More than nine hours for college. It's probably yeah. about fifteen hours. The other <laughs> the other thing, uh, the Pac-12 International YouTube channel is showing some college football. I, I haven't been able to look up the schedule for it yet, but. If you wake up early on a Sunday morning, search that on YouTube, and you're probably getting some late night um, Pac-12 football. Like Hawaii at home? God, <laughs> that's late night. That's early morning. I reckon you could get up and that's have breakfast conflicts. Yeah, <laughs> we should, conflicts we should, to watch Hawaii. We should probably just end the podcast now because we've had a sensible suggestion. I think most people are going to back it, and it's just going to descend into chaos from now on. <laughs> I'm going to try and make sure it doesn't. Um, week, <laughs> week one games. So, like I say, we've got Browns, Bengals, Ravens, Texans, Vikings, Buccaneers, Falcons, Panthers, Commanders, Cardinals, Colts, Jags, Steelers, Niners, Saints, Titans. We're going to find out an awful lot about a lot of teams in this one. There's there's a bunch of divisional stuff in there. Um there's a bunch of question marks and new teams and new quarterbacks and things like that. Which of those games, though, are you hoping to see more of when you're watching Red Zone than other games? San Francisco-Pittsburgh. Okay. That is the game for me. Um, I want to see if Brock Purdy's actually any good. <laughs> Somebody in the background goes, no, he's not. Um I want to see if the Pittsburgh Steelers are as good as they've been hyped over the summer. Uh, I th- I've picked the Steelers to win it. 
um, in the Pick'em. There's a wee sneak preview this week from what, myself. The, the Super I, Bowl? I, uh, no, the game. No, 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 we're not. No, 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 we're not quite down there yet. Oh, that would I be. Thought you meant, thought you meant it and like capital letters. No, we're just talking about this game. I, I, I think the Steelers will win at home. Um, I think San Francisco are secretly mired in chaos after the Trey Lance nonsense, and they would deny it. But yeah, you're pinning your colours to the Brock Purdy mast. I want to see Brock Purdy come out and show what he's made of. Um, and if he doesn't, I think you've got major questions there I because. Think it's Sam Darnold time. Well, there's a burger resting in there somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> Sam Darnold's going to start a game at some point I, this year. I absolutely think that'll happen. He's going to start a game through the guy in front of him being dropped. Yeah. Yep. I, there's no doubt about it. Sa- Sam Darnold is more physically talented from a quarterback perspective than Brock Purdy is. Now, the big, the big question would be, you know, you haven't seen Sam Darnold put a run of games together whereby he can do it mentally. And Brock Purdy might be the vessel that Mike Shanahan needs to run his offense, whereby it's like, please roll out. Debo Samuel's open, just throw him the ball. It's only three yards in the air. Throw him the ball, let him pick up eight. Please just do that. Be safe. Don't make mistakes. Don't overthink it. Steelers defense. Stick for the plan. Back in, you know, you know, they're back to full strength. TJ Watts back. I think they're going to be all over. I mean, that the one thing that I have read over the summer, non-quarterback related about the Niners, is there are question marks about that offensive line. And I think they're going to get seriously tested in this game. So I'm looking forward to that. The other one that I, I am keen to see, um, for a couple of reasons, is... and So I was walking my kids to school this morning, um, and I said, come on, give me a hot take here. And Alexander looked at me and went, what are you talking about, cakes? And I went, no, hot take. Uh, and he's a Jags fan. He says, Jacksonville are going to win the Super Bowl. And I went, whoa, that's a bit of a hot take. I don't think they will. However, I do think, and here's one right now, I think the Jags can be the number one seed in the AFC because I think they can go 6-0 and in their division. Um, and if you do that, you've got half a chance. They're also playing the NFC South, so I think you can bank another couple of wins right there. And they're coming up against Indianapolis in week one, and we all want to see what Anthony Richardson's going to do. And I think... This is a chance for the Jags to stick a claim to being possibly number one or two, number two seed in the AFC. So I, I want to see what that I, goes. I don't think the idea of them being the number one seed is is wild for that reason, mm. and it's not. It's for that plus how good the other divisions are. Like whoever wins the North is probably losing a couple of games within the division. So that's two games that if the Jaguars go six and zero, that's two games they have to make up. The Chiefs can run the table in the AFC West, but there's enough good teams there, especially mm-hmm. the Chargers, to steal a win or two there. Um, and the AFC East, again. The other divisions, I think, I don't think there's a team on paper in the other three divisions that you would comfortably bet on to go 6-0 in the division. The Jaguars do have a chance to do that. The Jaguars have got a similar schedule on paper. Now, fair enough, they are playing... I think they've got Kansas City in Week 2. However... You talk about no Chris Jones, no Travis Kelsey. It's a much bigger problem next week than it is this week to not have those guys against Jacksonville than it is perhaps against yeah. Detroit, in my view. Um, well, you know, they've got to play the Bills. They've also got to play the Bengals. But you can see them winning 12 games easily. The, um, the This game feels like the Jaguars could win comfortably um, on the basis of 
you know, unless Anthony Richardson is able to have a huge game, either running or passing, but running the ball controls the clock and takes some of the air out of it for the for the Jaguars. But you look at that Colts defense, and it's not that good on paper. I really like Kenny Moore in their secondary, but they're also starting. It looks like Dallas Flowers and Juju Brents. I like Brents coming out of college, but he's a second round pick. He wasn't that good in preseason. Like their safeties aren't great. Their linebackers outside of Leonard aren't great, and Leonard's dealt with injuries in the past. Their defensive line isn't as good as... There's there's a lot on that defense that says the Jaguars can score 35 in this game. If they lose it, though, does that tell us a lot about the Colts and a lot about what the Jags are? Is this Is this the season where... The Jackson Jaguars finally have expectation. Jackson mispronounce a team. I said Jackson. I said Jackson. Jackson Jackson is Jackson Jaguars. I'm going to Jackson. Because I read and speak at the same time. I think this is where I go wrong. Too early for you. That's the first one. I said this on the podcast that will not be aired, but I have committed to every time I say something wrong, I'm going to cut them all out. And we're going to splice them all together at the end of the season. So it's one big, long, Excellent. audible jobby. <laughs> Bonus anyway, podcast. But what I mean is, is, I feel like we've had false dawns with them before. The, the Colts are not good enough, Cameron, at the moment. I mean, Richards, Richardson can win. Be, yeah, nah, they can't. I mean, Richardson is so raw. I think he could be brilliant to watch. I think he'll produce some highlight reels. He's way too raw for he's, week he's, one. He's going to break the. Uh, single season rushing record for a quarterback either this year or next year. And if if he does do that this year, they'll win games that they shouldn't win. So that that is the 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 variance that you get with a guy like Anthony Richardson is that like he could run for 180 yards in this game because he could have two or three 30 plus yard runs. So if he does that, then that's enough big plays, enough touchdowns, it's enough slowing down the, the clock for everyone else that it can be. You know, this the the thing that one of the most underrated aspects of having a quarterback who is not just someone who can run, but someone who you have to account for as a runner in every single play, is if you can have a lead with six minutes to go in a game and you get the ball at your own twenty yard line, you can close out the game. Because the defense, you know, you bring on, you go two tight ends. The defense has to focus on both your running back, but also your quarterback. Even just that just frees up. Look at what look at what the Ravens have done on yards per carry for the running backs over the past four years, or whatever it's been when Greg Roman was in charge. The running backs were averaging five plus yards a carry. With all due respect to Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, probably a yard of that is just accounted for by the fact that teams are terrified of Lamar Jackson. So if you get a similar thing in Jacksonville. In, in Indianapolis, sorry, they'll they'll win some games that they probably shouldn't whereby they have a lead late and teams just can't stop them running the ball. Even also, without Jonathan Taylor, the most valuable player in the NFL. It also affects defense yeah. as well because the better you are at controlling the clock and offense is the less time your defense can get exposed. And the less time your defense can get exposed, the less tired it is. And the less amount of points they can concede. So it's effectively win-win from that situation on both sides of the ball. 
So this game's more of a banana skin then for the Jags, where they could slip up. It might not even be wholly down to themselves, but we think that probably the Jags are going to come out on top. Yeah, I would pick the Jags to win. I, I think the thing with the Colts is that there's probably not a game in their schedule this year that I would look at and go, I'd lose my mind if they won this game just because of that stuff. Like, if they, they'll have big games by Anthony Richardson, whereby they'll win games they probably shouldn't otherwise. I, th- I think they're still spooked as a franchise, but what happened 18 months ago, to be honest, the Colts, after what after that meltdown in Jacksonville to try and get into the playoffs. So there's a bit of a hex there in the AFC South. Jacksonville have got a hex over them. So the, I, I the expect other, them to win comfortably. The other underrated aspect of uh, the Colts is their new head coach was Shane Steichen <laughs> very successful with stuff with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. So, you know, there's I just think it's very early for them. Very yeah. early for them. I think so. If you if you rattle through a, a number of the other games cuz we are on the clock by the way people because yes. some of us have got work to do today. Yes, we are. Um, yeah, why are we spending so much time talking about Indianapolis? Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we don't we, the only time all year we might talk about them. Correct. Um so I'm looking at other games. So am I going to watch Arizona v Washington? Not a chance. Nobody cares about that game. Sorry. Cardinals fans, uh, Commandos fans. Um, I've actually, Charles, I've actually hired the same supercomputer that they had in Superman 3, so you know, the big kind of tape decks you go, and all the flashy buttons go beep, 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 and I've ran some calculations, and it's my my in-depth opinion that Arizona are going to make the first quarterback change this season. <laughs> yes, but no one's still going to care, so... Plowing swiftly on, um, what else in the six o'clock games? Cincinnati, Cleveland, that'll be tasty, always is. Um, intrigued to see how Houston get on against Baltimore. I guess, you know, Baltimore's defence, perhaps. Are you worried about iffy. that game at all, Gordon? Are you worried about the Texans and them uh, taking a big step forward? Or are you coming into this confident? The only thing that gives me uh, a little bit of worry is it's an offence that comes from... I'm entirely distracted by the fact that you're squatting down like a weirdo in the background here. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the the only thing he's, that gives me... He's doing that Pete Carroll thing whenever yeah, a play's yeah. about to start. Where he, he pretends he can <laughs> glean more by... I want to see he's how being, close to the ground that lower, player's right? nose is. Whoa, Incredible. The, um, the fact that uh, Bobby Sloak comes from the Shanahan tree on offense, that's the thing that just... You can neutralize the defense a little bit with play action and stuff like that. Um, but the Ravens traditionally against rookie quarterbacks are very, very good. I think Mike McDonald is a top three defensive coordinator in the NFL. I, I think he's going to send too much. Like They're going to send Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen on the blitz probably 10 to 15 times combined. They're they're probably going to get to him too much. The The offensive line for the Texans is bad right now, or the interior of it is anyway. Their tackles are good. Um, but, you know, D'Amico Ryan's on defense, a, a new era for them. You know, there's there, there's things that can go their way. I just, yeah, I'd be, be, I'd be very disappointed. Vikings, Bucks is probably another one worth watching. Just purely, we've not talked about the end of Tom Brady at all. Like it's just not been a conversation for us. But he's Baker Mayfield, like I know, but, years talking about him. But he I know, yeah. but still, nobody <laughs> wants to watch Baker. No, 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 no. Saints, yeah, Titans, can, interesting. Like Vikings, Buccaneers. I can see that being like a thirty point difference in that. That'll game. be a total cakewalk for Minnesota. Minnesota are going to be better than people think they are this year. 
I think the Bucks are going to be as bad as people think they're going to be. I like Brady wasn't still slinging it last year. He was he was an old man, so a semi competent quarterback can still keep them in it. Um, and they're starting Baker. Hosed. Yeah, but that's, right. that's that's a division where seven and nine gives you the division title, though, in the NFC South. <laughs> God, I hope so, because we're going to have to imagine the amount of times we're going to have to spend talking about the Saints when they're utterly boring and pointless throughout this year for them to finish. Eight and nine, nine, and they win the division by three clear games. Eight, eight and nine win the division, and we just have to spend countless weeks of Paul telling us how much more enjoyable it is watching Carr than Winston, and everyone else is like, it's the same offense, Paul. It's still not exciting me. And then we'll have a pass interference call that goes against them in the wildcard game, and then we have two years of hearing about it. Two years and the rest. Um, okay, fine. Late games the, are better. Yeah, Broncos, Raiders... Patriots, Eagles, Seahawks, Rams, Chargers, Dolphins, Bears, Packers. Miami Chargers is the one. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a belter. And so, you know, I know you said, Gordon, that the Chiefs could go 6-0. and At some point, at some point, the Chargers are going to get out of this funk that they seem to be in every Their year. Their offensive line's good. Good. They're really Got quite talent. good their on defense. paper. Nobody's if injured yet. If but that that's the thing, though. So their defense is, like, Derwin James is phenomenal. One of the best defensive players in the NFL. He's probably going to get hurt at some point because he always <laughs> seems to. Um, Joey Bosa has been injured a, a little bit and isn't, you know, kind of what he once was. But they do they do have enough talent there. Like, I think Eric Kendricks, at the added at linebacker, could be a big addition there is a lot. If if things go right for them, they can be really, really good. Why does why is being in a funk a bad thing? Because if I was walking down the street with funk music playing in my ears, I would be doing a kind of John Travolta Saturday Night Fever stroll down the street, grabbing somebody's pizza and taking a bite out of it and giving it back to them, kind oh, of thing. God, I can just imagine that, dear lord. Yeah, I don't know where the origin of that is. A funk is to be very unhappy and without hope. Here we have if, some, that's a Chargers we, fan in a nutshell, let's be yeah. honest. I want some funk playing at our live show, um, which oh, is coming out in week two, Top Golf. Are you, are you going to um, come onto the stage with a particular funk tune? Um, yeah, something Get like that. Here's one, here's one for you listeners. So uh, we are 10 days away from Top Golf. Send in your requests for walk-on tunes now. Cameron, do we have the actual PA facility set up to do anything like that? I can do that. If we want walk-in tunes, the only problem yes. is you've got to walk down a big flight of stairs, which I feel is just oh, way even more, better. Even more dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, there's just so it's so open to somebody. I, I've rolling got about down. six I've got about six different potential songs. <laughs> so go, going back going back to the football another it's a, it's a slight deviation from dolphins chargers but i saw a tweet yesterday and i was not aware of this so we make quite a big deal out of Tua's two concussions rightly i think because that's yeah. quite concerning for his career um longevity and all those things kenny pickett's had two concussions as well and oh, I really did not, i did not realize that so, so unless that tweet was a complete fabrication, but the replies to it were suggesting that it wasn't. These are are these NFL concussions, Gordon? I don't know, but I don't know that it really matters. Well, it, it does because pre NFL, if they don't record the concussions, like two could be at like ten, well, and Pickett fair. could only be. So that might explain why Tua looked like he was literally dead on the field. Two, when two is the, yeah. Time. Listen, optics no, are everything was, in all of this, though. So he was in the concussion c- protocol twice as a as a rookie 
so. the, 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 the the setting around two is concussions though and all the well, palaver it was prime that went time, around right? it. That, and that, that was that was what it was so that's what makes it, the, the way it was handled I'm sorry it yeah but you're right there, there could well be said to be differences in all of that but I, I don't even I don't even think there's anything malicious I just think it's uh it's because it was on prime time and it was big hits and you know that led to and then you know how soon he played afterwards and all those things and stuff like mm-hmm. that I just mean from my perspective the thing that worries me about the dolphins this year is every keep time two drops back to pass I'm going to be really worried that one hit ends his career and it's not and- it's not even like a a big massive um, slamming them into the turf. Sometimes it can be just something simple as somebody tapping the helmet, yeah. and that's enough to cause another concussion. And they've got new helmets this year. The quarterbacks. There's a new mm-hmm. style of helmet that's been brought in to help alleviate that. But what? everyone's going to be after him. Yeah. Not to go, not to go full protecting the shield nonsense. But I do feel like the NFL have whatever whatever you can say about them in a lot of ways. The things they get wrong. I think they've tried to try and make the game safer for head injuries. Whether or not they'll be successful long term, like a lot of the stuff they're trying around new helmets, around um, concussion protocol, um, around special teams plays and stuff like that. I think they're they're doing they're doing at least attempting some things, which is good. Yes, indeed. Uh, okay, so we need to talk about Bears Packers. Are you worried, Charles? Am I worried? Well, I yeah. don't know what we're going to get. Nobody has a clue what's going to happen in this game. So, so you are worried. I'm worried. It's just a game. It's, is, it's Chicago. It... Chicago are historically shit. So, so exactly. So, does it? But... Is this the worst first game you could have had? No, I think it's a terrific had, first game because you've had game. so much of an upper hand over the Chicago Bears. If the first thing is Jordan Love does is lose in Chicago, is that like? Immediately, it's the end of the love affair. Is that a double downer? Is that a double downer? That's a song potential choice option there, Ian. That's excellent. I like the that. The end of the love affair. <laughs> Where is the love? <laughs> um, I'm just a love machine. Um, and I'm not taking cheap shots. I'm not taking cheap shots. No, 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 no nobody knows. No, negative tone. Nobody genuinely knows. So um, if they lose, I mean, people have said Chicago are really half decent this year. People have said Chicago are going to be terrible. And there's been a lot of talk about the same thing. Put it this way, I am pretty confident that Green Bay are pretty, you know, are, are they're healthy. Bakhtiari's healthy. Jenkins is healthy. Great running game. Don't quite know what we're going to get with Jordan Love. Defense on paper, healthy. I think I think I think they'll win a close one. I think it's going to be 2017. I don't think it's going to be a, a light a light up score, but I can see them winning it. I can okay. I can equally see them losing a close one. But we don't know what we're going to get from Chicago, and we don't know what we're going to get from Green Bay. It's like, it is of all the games, it's a massive question mark. Yeah. I feel kind of yeah. sad that it's week one, so it's like September. That seems like a game that should be like week seventeen with like heavy snowfall. And... Yeah, I know it's a stupid one to have first up, but but they, but they did the same last year. It was week two and week. 30. It's generally a prime time game. So... It was week one in twenty fifteen because I was at this very game. So it's clearly done in the season early. It's uh, it... frequently. They do. They do tend to though, like lean division games early and late in the season because they're trying yeah. to build drama. What I think is really interesting is Justin Fields last year was awful in the game in Green Bay and really pretty good in the game in Chicago. Now the other difference there though is that was early season late season so you know you can take from that what you will is that a case of um, you know like him getting better as the season went on or whatever 
But I do think with Justin Fields, there probably are going to be some really bad games in there this year and some really good games just because I think his his um, ability put, to run the ball. Put it this way, there's more pressure on Justin Fields, I think, than there is on Jordan Love in this game because Jordan Love has been sitting for three years. You know, he there's no expectation for him to go in and absolutely wipe the, fl- the slate clean and wipe the floor with all these NFC North teams. Justin Fields is at two years as a starter. He's got to deliver this year. Can He's I got to deliver. In, can I throw in some some good news about broadcasting for the change? Yeah. Um, the good news is that Channel 5 are showing Monday Night Football this season. They've confirmed it. And the first game they're going to be showing is Bills versus Jets, which is maybe the biggest storyline, yeah, the biggest storyline mm. game they've got in the, so far because of Jets Hard Knocks, Jets Aaron Rodgers, Bills Super, Bill Super Bowl contenders. Um, so th- they've done really well with scheduling that game Monday Night Football because it used to always be like Chargers versus mm. Raiders because it was West Coast game or whatever, but... Um, and this, the fact that everybody in the UK can watch it for free, um, it's not hidden away on Sky. If people can't subscribe to Sky or the Zone, if you don't want to use that, so everybody gets a chance to watch it. And it's, yeah. I think it's going to be uh, fascinating. Are the Jets as good as they're hyped up with Aaron Rodgers, or is it going to be um, a kind of Brett Favre to the Jets type scenario? It's it's a big game for the Bills, I think, because. The the factors surrounding what happened at the end of their season last year, like everything um, that happened after Demar Hamlin, I think emotionally they were just spent when they got to the playoffs, and the Bengals just easily easily batted them away in the playoffs. Now you then deal with an off season whereby you go from being the team in your division that was oh this is the team that can contend with the Kansas City Chiefs to there are people out there saying the Bills won't make the playoffs because the AFC is really good this year and the Jets are going to be the best team simply because Aaron Rodgers has joined that team and brought you know 8 to 15 of his closest friends with him Um, that's a game whereby if the Bills lose that game they are going to have to deal with an awful lot of people hyping up the Jets even more and an awful lot of people talking more about concerns with the Bills that probably won't be justified coming out of that game. This game has the potential to be such a hot take generator on the Tuesday morning based on the outcome of of it. But I I think the Bills should go in and should win this game. And I think they'll really want to put last season behind them, start this season off really positively and shut a lot of people up. Indeed. Indeed. I I feel bad for the people of East Rutherford, New Jersey, because that's too two nights in a row where there's games at MetLife and their entire lives are going to be disrupted for that evening. Thanks. Right, I need to go. What yes, hot right. do you want from me? So what we all let's just do Super Bowl winners, right? Charles, who's making it to the Super Bowl? Who's, who's making it? it to the Super Bowl? Uh, Eagles. Okay. Uh, um, Cincinnati. Eagles, Bengals, and who wins it? Eagles. The Eagles win it. Okay. If you need to drop at any point, you can drop. Uh, but no, no, no. It, and the other hot takes. Yeah. Uh, Mike McCarthy gets fired, and Jordan Love is better than Cameron thought three years ago. Excellent. <laughs> I, I can't remember why I agreed three you, years you, ago. Uh, the, uh, believe me, I've got three years stored up of shit takes on this podcast <laughs> about Jordan Love, and they're all coming back to haunt you. 
definitely, definitely were not all me. They well, Go- Gordon, all has me. T- Gordon has turned. I, I, Gordon I, has realised the error of his ways. And, and all, of, all of my all of my points were around the issue around what his contract would be, like how you figure out if he's worth a long term contract. There was not about thinking he was it's a bad good. player. Don't worry, we we all know who the first bad. round quarterback pick has been over the last five years, and we don't never need to go into any further. Horseshit. Send everyone. Send in your walking tunes. I'm going to a meeting. (laughs) Fun. Um, But I think that's probably about the full time whistle. Anyway, because we can't do this without Charles. So we've got to do. We've got to do do a hot take. Surely we can get Jamie and um, Paul to. No, you you only get you only get Pauls because they're they're too blue to to have on air. You only get (laughs) Pauls if you are signed up to our uh, Patreon. And I've tried to get Jamie, but he's drunk on red wine already, so he's he's unable to contribute. But we'll we'll ask him for his his input and we'll share it. Um, what about any other hot takes that you two want to add? Uh, they've kind of been stolen away from me. I I I think Sam Darnold starts in place of Brock Purdy at some point this year. Yeah. Um, the one I said as well. I think I've got a burger bet with someone on this one is uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. I think starts for the Browns at some point, not through injury. I think that's it. Josh McDaniels, first head coach fired. Yeah. I think I said Dak Prescott's going to throw for 5,000 5, yards. Yep. What else did I can't remember from last night? <laughs> it's uh, just a fever dream. Um, I think I said the Falcons are going to win that division. I think that was a hot take as well. Did you not say the Panthers? Oh, Panthers. Oh, yeah, it was the Panthers. <laughs> it was the Panthers because um, both you and Paul. Garden thought they would be the lowest scoring team, and that yes. thus came the question about can you be the lowest scoring team and, and still win the division? Super Bowl pick from me. Uh, I think I said, I think I said Chiefs over 49ers. You did, I'm um, really a hot to, take. That's just, I'm gonna to have to anger Eagles fans, but I think the odds are highly against you being the losing Super Bowl team and making it back to the Super Bowl. I hope I'm wrong, but I think it's going to be Bengals, Cowboys in the Super Bowl. And who wins? Sorry, Eagles fans. I think Uh, the interesting thing is, the the interesting thing is that um, the Cowboys weren't, they they were a step away from the Eagles last year, but they weren't a million miles away. Um, And if the Eagles do have any post-Super Bowl loss hangover, um, you know, although we didn't, we didn't see the Bengals have a Super Bowl loss mm. hangover. So, Listen, I think this is a season where you, people might actually start talking about Joe Burrow being the best quarterback in the NFL. That's above Mahomes. I think he, he he's got the potential to be that good. I I also I have seen some tweets that suggest that today might be the day, and that's Wednesday for his contract extension. So by the time this comes out, Joe Burrow might be the highest paid player in the NFL. Ooh, or he might not. Let's cover all bases. Yes, or he might have just equaled it. So there you go. We'll splice it as necessary. Fine, right? We all need to do stuff. That's full time whistle for this episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you're sitting down to watch the games, if you're sitting down to watch the games this weekend, please enjoy it all. If you're watching it on the zone, let us know how that experience goes for you. If you're playing and, the game, and if you want to hear what the debacle was from last night, subscribe to our Patreon. We're going to put it up there. Absolutely. Three pounds a month. Uh, all money raised is basically to help 
do this podcast and keep it going and allow us to put on events and do competitions and prizes and giveaways. So you get access yeah. to Patreon draft, fantasy draft. You get access to Patreon chat. You get first dibs at tickets, don't you, Cameron? You do, and you get them at a discounted rate. So and Top Golf sold out really quickly, and if you missed out, it's because you went part of Patreon. You'll find out about our Edinburgh event before anyone else. Um, lots of good reasons to come and join us over there. So, yes, do it, do it, do it. But we'll be back after the weekend to pick apart all the pieces. Look ahead to our Top Golf Live event. But until then, thanks for joining. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.